0: The problems with the civil service and how toxic attitudes within it are. By Ian French, Huddersfield. My never-ending war with the civil service inevitably continues. The most incompetent and impotent workforce in society ticks all of the boxes of a stereotypical snoozy desk clerk, who are reluctant to get their lazy backsides off a chair and speak face-to-face with a human being. I am speaking from real life experience having to deal with these experts in hindrance for the past 25 years, and I've been motivated to speak out due to the latest shitshow they have put me through. Trying to get these inactive units in shirts to acknowledge the receipt of a letter that they requested is like pulling teeth. They cannot even read and comprehend the paragraphs within the letter, and subsequently, they never process said information, despite asking for it and receiving it twice. Throw and in gross incompetence, and a lack of understanding of how the world works, and the stereotypical tropes are there. These soulless gray drones wouldn't last six months in the private sector due to their glacial pace of a work ethic. It just wouldn't fly. Sometimes I wonder how these cretins even manage to get the job as they are often clueless and in a half-asleep days. It cannot be through ability as often it's rare to see in action. Maybe it's through nepotism and giving blowies to the powers that be that results in their rise through the ranks? The most effective and productive thing that these units could do would be lift their fat arse off their desk chair, walk to the nearest door, lie down and adopt a new position of being the office draft excluder. The cogs of industry in the private sector are always turning, yet the public sector's cogs barely move. Maybe a clear out of the dead wood would help as these people just hinder progress. They cause and exacerbate problems rather than solve them. Of course work ethic is only part of the problem. The other main gripe I have with the civil service is their attitude problem and a lack of critical thinking skills. They seem to be lacking in the ability to see the flaws within their own rules, and are blind to the fact that their own rulebook seems to be the cause of many problems. One would have thought that would be enough to motivate them to come up with a solution, but therein lies another problem. The lack of a problem-solving mentality, and I bring to you another example of why this lack of mentality causes problems in other sectors. Take for example, the Royal Mail. Royal Mail. The ineptitude of Royal Mail staggers me. Amazing that after all this time of privatization into what used to be another area of civil service, the now privatized Royal Mail staff there still have a nationalized industry civil service mentality, where they still operate to flawed rules, which hinder rather than help, and lack a proactive drive or vision to find a solution to a problem. They seem to accept flawed rules as a way of life, and have no desire to try and contact the upper echelons and get them to realize these flaws and offer methods of improvement for some odd fucking reason, they don't see any issue with having a system which is problematic. They just accept it, shrug their shoulders and say, sorry sir, there's nothing we can do. Rules, you see? I respond with, well actually there is a lot you can do. Firstly you need to realize that you are in a position of influence, so why not use that position to do exactly that? Secondly, if there is a rule which stops progress, then surely common sense would be to make some effort to think up a better rule, and try to get the bosses to see sense to change the rule in order to improve efficiency. I see no hope for the Royal Mail if they aren't willing to improve. They seem to be content with just running with a shit system, full of flaws, and don't have any drive or creative vision to find solutions to problems, nor do they have any desire to even make any effort to try and make positive changes. Sad, but it just shows how destructive a civil service mentality can be to efficiency, and how it still lives on a generation into privatization by Ian French, Huddersfield.